In Jackson Rutledge's second start up in the big leagues, this time he did not disappoint. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Nationals is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And again, thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every single day and later on in today's show let's talk about Jake Irvin because early on in this season if you remember if you're an everyday or out there first and foremost thank you and second off if you heard me talk about Jake Irvin back when we called him up I kind of said I think this guy is a reliever well I will admit I'm ready to wave the white flag on that because I was wrong and if you look at the numbers and really even deeper into the numbers and just watching him pitch it is clear and evident that he is a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. So let's start kind of talking about that a little bit later on and get into some of the numbers and really what they tell us about Jake Irvin. But also, let's get into last night's win. As Nationals, as I've been saying, is a much-needed victory. And as they go on today with Josiah Gray taking on the Chicago White Sox again, that still stands. It is a must-win game, in my opinion. So with yesterday's game, C.J. Abrams, six triple of the year, that was great to see. You really wanted to see that. Also drew a walk in yesterday's contest and kind of got that OPS up just a little bit more for where we want to see it at 716, batting 245 on the season. But the story of yesterday's game was not just C.J. Abrams. It was also Joey Manessis, the bottom of the seventh, hitting that three-run home run, scoring Ilamara Vargas and Carter Keyboom. As Carter Keyboom, We could talk about him and really kind of get into the nitty-gritty of what we think, but coming off the bench there, getting that pinch hit spot, he got his job done, in which I would like to see Carter Keboom in more dire situations, maybe getting some more playing time, just to figure out what exactly he is. But when he does that, when you come in the game off the bench, it's never easy. It's never easy to come off the bench and just come in there and hopefully get on base, because that is his sole job in that situation. He came in, he did that, and then all of a sudden, Joey Manessis, two batters later, after Drew Milas gets struck out, I believe, in that situation, Joey Manessis came off the bench, pinch pinch hit for Blake Rutherford, hit that three-run home run, again, coming off the bench. A huge momentum shift in that Nationals game yesterday. But it all started really with Jackson Rutledge, and while... Jackson Rutledge, it's his second start in the entire big leagues. Former first-round pick, 19th overall, I believe, back in 2019 was when we made that selection. But even further more than that, he's really starting to show us something here. And while it's not the best of stuff there, you're not really seeing everything that he has provided down in the minor leagues where he had a really successful season in double-A, went up to triple-A, he kind of found himself 
going up and down there a little bit. He had some good starts, but ultimately he was good enough to make his debut in the major leagues. His first time around, giving up four earned runs down in Pittsburgh, that was a disaster. It just was. But yesterday's start against a team, again, where you just have to win. You have to beat the Chicago White Sox. This is a team that is just much worse than you. Simple as that. So with that said, Jackson Rutledge looked really good. And while he did give up those two earned runs, those were two solo shots off Luis Robert Jr., who, again, Nationals killer. I see it right then and there. This guy is going to kill us whenever we play him for the next few years, whatever that is. But also Yohan Mankata. So Jackson Rutledge, welcome to the club. Those guys hit home runs. When they hit them, they don't go quiet. They are loud moonshots. Welcome to the club with that, man. I'm not going to be worried about that. Giving up those two home runs, and honestly, what does that really tell me? Because in my sense, while I would like to see pitchers like Josiah Gray cut back on the long ball, Mackenzie Gore as well, but when you're just coming up in the big leagues and you're only telling me that you give up two earned runs and those two earned runs were two solo home runs, that tells me multiple different things. That one, you messed up twice. I'll take that. Now, while we got a little bit lucky considering that there's no one on the base path in that situation, yes, that is a little lucky. But also, those two pitches, those are things that you can work with. And it's not a real fundamental issue with Jackson Rutledge, at least from what we have seen so far. He's not really missing all that much. He was pumping strikes in yesterday's contest as well. And while he does this, while he kind of impresses us while we're watching, you can kind of see why the Nationals took him number one, or not number one overall, in the first round back in 2019. He's got the stuff. It's just a matter of if he can put it all together. And also some of that lies on Hickey and the pitching staff there and Davey Martinez and really the front office to develop him and have him take those next steps. Because I think with Mackenzie Gore, the moral of the story of this season for Gore in particular was that he started off really good. He hit some kind of rough stretch early on in the summer, but then he picked it back up again and looked really good, striking out 10 in one of his last few starts back in August. But Josiah Gray, kind of the same, started off really strong, kind of went through that deep stress stretch, and his last start was really good, and hopefully today's start is also really good. Jake Irvin, someone we're going to be talking about a little bit later on in today's show, started off a little slow and picked it back up as of recent. So you're seeing these starting pitchers take this next step. And while, again, this is really early on in Jackson Rutledge's career, but he already has looked a lot better than what he has shown us that first start. You've seen the little tiny steps there. So with those two mistakes that he made against two of, in my opinion, one of the best hitters in all of baseball, Luis Robert Jr., the guy has raw power everywhere in his body. And then also, Yohan Mankata, really good ball player, has some power, has some sneaky power, in my opinion, can kill the baseball sometimes. But Jackson Rutledge held his own. He held himself in check, going six and a third innings pitch, didn't get his pitch count all too high, and he also even got some run support there in that seventh inning because that's also kind of been a story of this Nationals team here. It's a lot nicer to pitch in a ball game in which you have a 3 nothing lead already. We've seen that with Jake Irvin at times. His last start out, I think we got up to a 3 nothing lead against the Brewers. We all know that kind of imploded in his face there. It kind of just leaked out, giving up those home runs there later on in the game in the fifth inning, I believe. 
But Jackson Rutledge is also part of this now in which we need to have some run support there. And while it did come at a nice time with Joey Manessis coming off the bench, hitting that three-run home run, which was just so big in that situation, getting the lead, setting up the bullpen nicely. But we all know when the bullpen came in, it was a little bit shaky, to say the least. Kyle Finnegan came in. I don't know what it is with him, man. He was so good after the last month and a half of the season. If you look at his numbers, his ERA was down in the ones. This guy was striking out batters left and right. You came in the game, or Kyle Finnegan came in the game, you knew the job was getting done. All of a sudden, over the last really month, it has been a little bit of a disaster for Kyle Finnegan. And while I say that, it's not like the biggest deal in the world. It's not like he is blowing every single save opportunity out there. But we're kind of getting to the point where should he be shut down a little bit? Should he be slowed down maybe, given some rest? Because at this point of the season, this is not something that it's just one team dealing with. There's a lot of fatigue involved with this. Kyle Finnegan has been healthy all year. He's been out there pitching really every other day. And while that's what we want, he's been a really good closer this year. But I also kind of want to preserve him. Because Kyle Finnegan is a lot better than the product from what we have seen over the last month, in my opinion. I still believe in Kyle Finnegan. I think he is a big league closer. Is he a top five closer in baseball? No. But I think he's a really good one. And for this team where we are right now, it's important to have someone at the back end of the bullpen in which you can rely on. And with David Martinez and Jim Hickey and all the others on the staff, it's kind of important to know that you can have someone like Finnegan be in the back end of that bullpen. But going forward, while I kind of balance these two plates this way, I want to see wins. I really want to get to that 70 win mark as the Nationals. They've done a pretty good job of it. 67 wins on the season, going for 68 today against the White Sox and the series win in which I really want. But also, maybe let's throw Amos Willingham there. Or name that young pitcher. Name Jose Frere. Whatever that young back end of the bullpen guy is. Let's try to see them maybe. Maybe give Kyle Finnegan a break and see what happens. Because at this point of the season, while I selfishly want to get to 70 plus wins, and we all know you play the Braves twice and then the Orioles after this, I want to get to 70 wins. But what do they want? What does Davey Martinez and the staff want? What do they want to see? Well, in my opinion, they'd probably want to see a little bit more of the young guys. So if Kyle Finnegan does have a rough little stretch here, which he has, but if he continues that, and you start to see his velo dip a little bit, just shut him down. Get him the rest for the rest of the year. Get him into the offseason healthy. And I think that's going to be a big plus because Kyle Finnegan, he has been good over the last few years, whether we like it or not. He has. And so in order to keep that back end of the bullpen strong and sturdy, then I think we got to keep Kyle Finnegan where he's at this second in time. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. The Nationals play the White Sox today at 105 Eastern Time, and Josiah Gray is going for his second straight good start, so you can catch every pitch of that Nationals game and every Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. Before we get into talking about Jake Irvin, because I'm not going to lie to you guys, I really like Jake Irvin. Like, really, really like the prospect that he could be someday. So let's discuss Jake Irvin and really what 
we have all noticed, in my opinion, because I think a lot of Nationals fans out there and a lot of everydayers, I think you guys are liking Jake Irvin too. So let's get into that. But before we talk about Jake Irvin, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Sleeper. And guys, the MLB playoffs are literally right around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100-time payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. So looking at today's ball game, we all know who's been killing us. He is the Freddie Freeman of the AL Central, and that is Luis Robert Jr. I'm looking at him. I'm going to be taking his stat for the over on the hit category because guess what? Unfortunately, he's got our number. Josiah Gray, that's going to be a tough matchup today for my guy, but hopefully we just get by that and I do think Luis Robert Jr. could get there. Use promo code Locked On. You'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers' terms of use for details. And again, that is you using promo code Locked On. Now let's get back into it as the Nationals take on the Chicago White Sox today, which you can catch that on SiriusXM and the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. But let's also talk about Jake Irvin here because a little prematurely, back when we called up Jake Irvin, I believe he was the number 16 prospect in the organization. Nothing too flashy, but we did see the numbers. And while he did have Tommy John surgery just a few years ago, he bounced back pretty well last year on an innings limit. And heading into this year, I think Jake Irvin has actually been one of our better pitchers over the last second half of the season. While That's not the most impressive stat, considering that Josiah Gray has fallen off a cliff as far as production goes. He's kind of come back up a little bit here as of recent, but mostly overall has not been good. Mackenzie Gore, also the same. He's given up a lot of home runs. His strikeout numbers aren't really there compared to what they were once earlier this season. You look around Trevor Williams, not great. Patrick Corbin, not great. So with that said, Jake Irvin, kind of by default, has been the better pitcher, but even more furthermore than that, over his last 10 starts since July 21st, he's got right now a 3.65 ERA. Now, while his fielding independent pitching isn't really where you want it to be, because right now that is a little high, meaning it is a 5.37. Fielding independent pitching kind of just takes away the luck defensively that you have, the good defense that the Nationals have played at times with C.J. Abrams making really good plays during Jake Irvin starts or name that Nationals outfielder Jacob Young making some plays as well. It takes away all that kind of luck, you could say. So he's not really striking out guys in which is at an impressive rate. He's striking out roughly just under a batter per inning. He's got 56 and two-thirds innings pitch and 54 strikeouts in that last 10-start frame. But what I really like from Jake Irvin so far this year is that this guy is overcoming adversity. And while that is just kind of something, there's really no numbers to put with that. But when you look at Jake Irvin, he's had some rough starts. He's had to go up against Milwaukee Brewers teams that are really good offensively and have some good left-handed bats, an analytical-minded organization that can take advantage of a young 26-year-old right-handed pitcher like Jake Irvin. And while you look at his numbers on baseball savant, he's not really 
in any of the great categories as far as anything goes. He's right around average when it comes to fastball velo. His extension is really good in the 81st percentile. But other than that, his expected ERA is in the 16th percentile. His average exit velo is in the 14th percentile. And really what stuck out to me, and which is surprising almost, is that his chase percentage is in the 5th percentile and his whiff percentage is in the 4th percentile. But looking beyond those stuff, I think we can take one thing from Jake Irvin. One really positive thing, which you don't really see all too much from your young starting pitchers. When I look at Jake Irvin and his starts, one pitch in particular has really stuck out to me. And what that is, is his curveball. When I look at Jake Irvin's curveball, I actually think it's his best pitch. And while that may not be some scolding hot take, I think a lot of people agree with that. But I'm actually willing to say that it's on the verge of being an elite pitch so far. And he's thrown that 628 times so far this season. And what has he done with that? Well, they have a 185 batting average against that. They have a 339 slug. And they also have a expected 350 slug. And his expected batting average is a 203. All those numbers indicate that this is a good pitch. And also his exit velo on those pitches are 88 miles per hour, which is his second lowest to his changeup. But his changeup is one, not all that great. And two, has been hit around a ton this year. But when I look at Irvin, his curveball is actually really good. And you can see the difference in velo. There's just about a 14 and a half mile per hour difference from his fastball all the way to his curveball. That's a really good spot that you want to be at. And even then, he's given up a couple home runs to that pitch as well. But in 143 plate appearances and 124 at-bats in that instance, he struck out 37 batters, which is a little bit, just one more strikeout compared to his fastball. So while looking at Jake Irvin, his fastball is also good. A 199 batting average against and a 342 slug. But his curveball is just that better. Now, here's where he's gotten in trouble. And I think this is where the stats may indicate that as well. His sinker, which he doesn't really throw all too often considering everything because Jake Irvin has been pretty fastball heavy heavy considering the other pitches. But 36% of the time he throws a fastball. Curveball he throws 30% of the time. And a sinker that he throws 28% of the time. And the rest of that is his changeup, which he doesn't really throw that all too often. Only 99 changeups thrown so far this season for Jake Irvin. So when you look at those two pitches and really combine everything, the fact that this guy is still a rookie, that yes, he has gotten a little bit unlucky considering he's given up 12 home runs in his last 10 starts. As I was saying for Jackson Rutledge, Jake Irvin is still part of that conversation. He's a young pitcher. This guy's going to take some time to really kind of blossom. Now, with that said, I'm willing to say that he is blossoming in front of our eyes. Like when I... As of right now, sitting here today with who is healthy and with who is pitch well, Mackenzie Gore is out of this equation right now. If we were game seven in the World Series, this second right now, this very second, who do I want on this staff to take the mound? Some people may say Patrick Corbin for what he has done, but look at the numbers. You don't really want that going out there with your season on the line. I'm taking Jake Irvin. That's kind of how I put this into perspective. Now, while again, I will say this. The starting pitching has fallen off over the last month or so. It hasn't been all that good. The bullpen also hasn't really looked as good as it once did over the summer. But Jake Irvin 
has taken that step up in which you can take that positive and spin it into something good for this team. Because again, you only throw your change up 5% of the time, maybe, if that. Other than that, you throw a pretty nice arsenal of three pitches, and that's your fastball, your curveball, and your sinker. But also what's stuck out with his changeup, while he doesn't really throw it all too much, he's got a 17% whiff percentage on that. And a 31% put-away percentage on that pitch as well, compared to his curveball, which is at 17%, and his sinker, which is at 15 and his fastball, which is at 12.8%. And his whiff percentage is at 26% for his curveball. Now, while that's pretty good for a curveball in general, but you see the growth of Jake Irvin. Because comparing it to other guys, whether it be Steven Strasburg back in the day, early on in his career, his numbers were better. Yes, not everyone's Steven Strasburg. Not everyone is Max Scherzer early on in their career. But you can see the steps and really the stepping stones that Jake Irvin has taken to get to this point. Now, I want to see some of these things kind of come in fruition more. I would like to see him cut back on the home runs given up because I also think that's really what has driven him into some bad outings. As we saw last week in Milwaukee over the weekend, really good start in my opinion. Only got four and two-thirds innings pitch because he gave up those two home run balls there back in the fifth inning. But other than that, Jake Irvin looked really good that start. And you've kind of seen that over time as well. Because 12 home runs in his last 10 starts is not good. That's not what you want to see. You don't want to see multiple home runs going per start. But before that, you could really rely on Jake Irvin coming out there and pitching a really good inning because his walk rate is down just a little bit. 22 walks in those 56 and two-thirds innings pitch over his last 10 starts. That is, again, improvement for what we want to see from Irvin. So while... Not everyone should be taken away by this. Jake Irvin is not going to be our ace. He's not going to be a Cy Young winner down the road. Maybe he will, but at this point, I'm betting against that. But what I am saying is that I was wrong. I was completely wrong about what I projected for Jake Irvin because when you look at his stuff, it kind of just screams back end of the bullpen guy. Hopefully someday down the road can make a spot start or two, kind of in a similar role of Trevor Williams. But what he has proven to me so far this year is that he's not just a spot starter. This is someone who can compete for a fourth or fifth spot in that rotation. And I think at this moment in time, it's going to be hard to make a case that Jake Irvin should not be in the rotation next year. He, In my opinion, his name is in pen. He's going to be in this rotation. He'll be starting game four of the 2024 season as long as he's healthy. That's what I think Jake Irvin is at this moment in time. And again, I also think I don't want to just leave this out here and say that he will never be an ace. You never really know. You just don't. If the Nationals invest heavy in analytics, and from my opinion, I think Jake Irvin is very in the analytics from what I have heard, then maybe, just maybe, you see that next tick up. Because he's got the stuff. Again, the curveball, in my opinion, is getting to elite level. That's how good of a pitch it is. You've seen Pitching Ninja, Rob Freeman, recognize it as well on multiple different occasions now. So I think with Irvin, it's going to be interesting, but we'll just have to see if he can take that next step. Most importantly, let's see if the Nationals can help him take that next step. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever 
you get your podcast. And the Nationals play the White Sox today at four at one oh five Eastern time. Catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. Before we get into a quick tad little preview of Josiah Gray making that start today, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Jace Medical. And guys, have you ever thought about Jace Medical? Because when I do, I want to tell you guys about their modern medical care and treatment that are important. But guys, our global supply chains are also fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment that you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form and one of Jace Medical's board certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions at any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers a Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day. Josiah Gray is going up against this Chicago White Sox lineup today in which we all know what I'm afraid of. Luis Robert Jr. taking advantage of this Nationals team and really Josiah Gray in general. He has been a killer so far against us, hitting his 36th home run against us last night. Let's not make it his 37th of today's show, but as we all know, the Nationals at this moment in time will be taking on the, the White Sox, and it should be an interesting one. But of course, I'll be rooting for the Nationals. We'll want to see that win. And until then, I'll catch you on the flip side.